subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. All right, Richard Davenport's going to join us coming up in just a little bit. We'll get some of his thoughts. He's reading some good articles lately about some football and basketball. Not only commits, signees, but also recruits that Arkansas will be on as well in those two sports. Hey, we're brought to you by the Hickey and Hull Law Partners. They're growing their firm by uh, adding more offices and more locations. They're now in Mena. They're now in Little Rock, they're in Fort Smith, and they're in Northwest Arkansas as well. So wherever you're listening or watching this morning, there is a Hickey and Hull Law Partners office probably close by to help you deal with a family law matter. Maybe you're going through a divorce or maybe you've been through the divorce and your ex-spouse is not living up to the custody arrangement arranged by the courts. Well, they can help you battle and navigate through that. Maybe you're going through a civil or a criminal matter Regardless of the situation, they'll aggressively represent you from your corner with their over seven decades of combined experience. Let's get you on the phone. Let's get you on a Zoom call. Let's get it started. 479-434-2414. Does your lawyer return texts and calls and emails? These guys will. 479-434-2414 or go to kevinhickeylaw.com. Hey, things are about to get better with the Hickey and Hull Law Partners. 479 479- 434-2414 or KevinHickeyLaw.com. So before we get to Richard, Alan's got a thought on the not tipping the concession word. He says, Tommy, you're not going to tip the person who served you the hot dog and Coke because it was $13. And he asked the question, how much profit of the $13 did that employee get? And what are you going to do? That's not with, my issue. What are you going to do with that extra $2 to make it an even 15? That is so important. You couldn't fork it over to somebody working at a concession stand and barely scraping by. So, if you have the means, follow the Frank Sinatra rules of tipping. Tip big, tip often, tip silent. It's a couple bucks. Be better, guys. Then why not Then why not hold that same standard of the people making the prices and, and owning and operating the concession stand? Be better, guys. Don't charge me $13 <laughs> for the same damn thing I can buy at Sam's for $1.38. How about just charge me 8 then I'll leave a 10 Let's meet in the middle. Is that fair? Uh, All right. Now, again, these are not, these are, these, this is, uh, what is the guy's name? Alan. Uh, well, let's see. Michael and Cape Alan, Spring. it's always easy to spend someone else's yeah. money. Michael's- I'm the idiot that chose to have a hot dog and a, and a Coke at the ballpark. But you know what? It's like Chuck said last week. You could just eat in a five-course meal. Went to the game and you get in the ballpark and, damn, I'm hungry yeah. for a hot dog. That's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael and Cape Spring says he does tip at Razorback Concession Sands. Most of these people are nonprofit programs earning money. Uh, his daughter's hockey organization does did a, a few games. I, I, there is some truth to that. You will see some troops, some Girl Scouts, and um, different sports teams that work in these concession stands yeah. to raise money for their set of organization. Whoever, if it's the university or whoever's behind the concession stands, how much of that the massive profits are they giving you those those folks? Again, you tell me thirteen dollars for again. I'm not complaining. I know what you're signing up for. 
it's not necessarily the $13. It's just the principle of the whole thing. It's a man of principle. A couple Don't minutes. charge me 10 times what market value is, or let's just call it five times. Maybe uh, maybe the Sam's example is extreme on the other end, but <laughs> let's, let's be honest. We all know you're overpaid. They got you as a captive audience. Don't act or expect me to tip on top of an already five times market value price you're asking me to pay or uh, forcing me to pay. JT Knotspring says he did tip a concession worker one time when he was single and she was hot. He got her number, had a date. <laughs> Only one day she was crazy. Well. Uh, Gavin in Fayetteville says Alan sounds like a concession stand owner. Yeah. These are great. Well, that's These fine. text seats. I mean, uh, Russell from I've Huntsville. Hit a nerve. Russell from <laughs> Huntsville totally agrees with you, Tommy. He totally agrees with you. And then Hawkeye from Huntsville says that they get ten percent of the profits when working the concessions. Well, that's a lot. Then they, the okay, there's game. there's your tip right what there. What is that? So ten percent of thirteen dollars. They got what they do you think the profit they is get, on a hot they on get, a hot dog and a drink. Yeah, they get the price if they if the profit. If it's ten percent of thirteen dollars, what'd you say the the Sam's and a drink was dollar thirty eight, and so ten percent of thirteen dollars is a dollar thirty. So and then mm -hmm. subtract, and there's a little less because that's the their margins and stuff. So they're probably making Bills, tax and stuff. What a dollar on that? Who? If ten percent, the, the, the workers, the the concession stand, like well, the again the, when you throw the word profit out there, what does that mean? You know. What does that mean? I mean, are we, are we figuring in overhead? Are we figured. I mean, what all are we figuring in here? You know, beyond the raw food cost. You know, I so, would guess it's just the food cost, but maybe the maybe it's trust me, more than you can that. Make them P and Ls or them cost statements look any way you want them to look. I got gotcha. you. All right, now, let's get somebody out there smarter than me could probably show you how you're losing money at that. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. All right, let's talk to Richard Davenport. Richard, we'll start with that. Do you tip? concession stand workers when you're at Razorback events? After you've already paid $13 for your hot dog and Coke Zero. Well, I've been fortunate uh, that I've never had to do that uh, just because, you know, I don't buy from uh, the concession. But if I, if I see uh, like a tip jar or something like that in some other uh, venue or something like that and I go to the uh, concession, uh, I usually uh, usually do tip. I was, we were talking about that here on a Watch Your Beef Wednesday that uh, once you've paid 10 times market price, I, th I think tipping is uh, just, just just mere asking is probably uh, more more than I can stand. Hey, how about them hogs last night? A&M, <laughs> like a good matchup. The hogs sweep the Aggies this year. Yeah, well, you know, you, you always hear coaches say uh, when uh, you have a few guys down or out, you know, injured or what have you, uh, for whatever reason, not playing in the game. Uh, some guys have to pick up the load, and obviously that happened last night with uh, Mitchell and uh, Trayvon. So uh, that uh, that that's exactly what happened, and obviously they they played well defensively, and uh, that's that. You, 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 this team, you, you just don't know what you're going to get from game to game, and and you know their their consistency just hasn't been there. But uh, last night they looked like a old Arkansas team, uh, an Arkansas team of old. Yeah, and Tremont Marcus seems to have the the Aggies number. He uh he leads the team last night with twenty six points. Got to the free throw line ten times, made eight of those. I thought maybe the best number in the game was the team three point shooting four of fifteen. They didn't they didn't overexert their opportunity beyond the three point line. I think that's I, I really think that's key when you're you're a, a questionable uh, three point team. You know, uh, as far as percentage, why why 
throw jack so many up. Yeah. Uh, try to go mid-range, try to go inside, uh, fast break, what have you. Try to score your points other other ways. Well, uh, you know, obviously you're going to take those three-point shots when they're open. Uh, go for it. But at the same time, uh, work the ball a little bit more uh, and, and, and try to get a better shot. Exactly. Work it around. Don't settle for a bad shot. Arkansas had 12 assists last night to 11 turnovers in the ball game. That's that's more on lines what you're looking for. But more than anything, didn't seem like they were settling for a bad look of, at three as the shot clock was expiring. You just hope that that continues, though, in the next few games. Uh, it, it, sometimes they'll have a good game, and then they, they, they kind of revert back to, to what we were talking about and, and not uh, looking for the you know the open shot and, and settling for threes. And, and hopefully they kind of learned a lesson, a little bit of a lesson last night that, you know, the, their best uh, best chances of winning is uh, yeah, you're shooting a three when it's open, but uh, working the ball around and trying to get a better shot uh, beyond the three or, or inside the three. Excuse me. Tell us about Jalen Shelley, Richard. Uh, he's one of the incoming uh, signees for this Arkansas basketball team. He's got some link to him. Uh, I know that you got a chance to catch up with this high school basketball coach at Link Prep, and uh, he sure thinks he's going to factor in this next season. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. I mean, especially like like uh, Coach Armstrong was saying that uh, they play against uh, so it's tough competition in uh, in practice. I mean, the the, the uh, guys that they have on their team, you know, as far as their starting five, they're they're going to power major power five programs, and then uh, obviously their uh, their competition that they play uh, during the season too, and they they go on the road quite a bit. So it's it's almost like a you know a, a college team as far as how they have to prepare uh, as far as uh, get going on the road and 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 also just uh, playing against a stiff competition and he's a guy that uh, is six eight six nine about one ninety one ninety five seven foot wingspan which obviously Coach Bus loves likes those lengthy guys and and he's 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 someone that can play. Uh, multiple positions. The versatility is another thing. Obviously, must likes and he can shoot the three. He, you know, he's not an outstanding three point shooter, right around thirty percent. But uh, you know, if he can, can continue to up that uh, percentage a little bit, that that's obviously going to help him uh, uh, going forward, especially with his ability to drive to the basket and all that length that he has. Richard, some of the other guys you've written about, B.J. Ray Davis, Parker Jefferson, are, are those two, and, and maybe who are some other notable names that Arkansas basketball fans should be aware of that could end up future Arkansas Razorbacks? Yeah, obviously those guys with Parker having uh, Arkansas ties with his mom and dad, both being former Razorbacks in football and basketball. And then uh, B.J., uh, he's going to be making a, a, a third unofficial visit to Arkansas at some point. Uh, probably in the near future. Then he said he uh, wants to make an official visit to Arkansas. And a lot of times we talk about official visits and unofficial visits. The unofficial visit is where uh, transportation and hotel, food, and all that's on you as a family. Uh, official visit is where you, you know the school pays for everything: uh, transportation, hotel, uh, food, and stuff like that. Uh, Bug uh, Bug e- Edwards, a, a point guard for uh, Duncan Bills, another one that Arkansas uh, uh, is recruiting, and he had a, he had a really good game the other night. Uh, about six two six three point guard who uh, has uh, visited Arkansas in the past and uh, just uh, 
he's he's a guy that uh, obviously knows the program very well because of uh, Anthony Black's uh, connection to the uh, to the program. But uh, he's he's another one to keep an eye on that that Arkansas is recruiting. And any, hey, anytime Arkansas is recruiting anybody, uh, they're, they're recruiting them hard and and very consistently. And that's something that uh, they all the kids always say. Richard Davenport with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline this morning. I can't believe Ty didn't lead with his with your Little Rock Christian news, and uh, they have a commitment in football. P. Davis, yeah, as uh, Preston Davis is committed to be a preferred walk on at Arkansas, another in-state kid that's uh, going to try to earn his own way here on uh, the team as a scholarship player. Yeah, I wrote about him as a sophomore. The first thing that as a sophomore, the first thing that stood out to me was his physicality. Usually, don't see a sophomore, a defensive uh, uh, player, especially linebacker, had the physicality that he has. He's about five ten, five eleven, about two hundred fifteen, two hundred twenty pounds. So a little, little under undersized, uh, you know, as far as at, at the linebacker position. I think he was, if he was about six two, six three, uh, or so, he, he'd probably have some uh, power five uh, uh, scholarship offers. But he had some uh, uh, offers from uh, uh, smaller schools scholarship offers uh, but I, I think and and I usually don't say it but uh, uh, when you're talking about a preferred walk-on but I really think that this guy is going to see the field at some point because of the physicality and his uh, his suddenness to get to the ball uh, evidently just a great great kid but uh, I, I was uh, I was I was I've been in ple- impressed with him since uh, as, as I said as a sophomore and and, and, and he did nothing to to uh, you know, disappoint as a junior and senior, and I think he had over 400 career tackles. That that's that's just productivity there. That's that's a nose for the ball, and that's exactly what you got to have uh, to play on the next level. Richard, I know this is you wrote about this about a week ago, but I don't think we visited since. You know, Sam Pittman utilizing some virtual visits, online visits, going after some guys. Tell us kind of about that process, kind of bringing back some things they did in COVID and. Uh, how effective that's been for Arkansas as uh, as football is using modern technology in the recruiting, uh, I- even in today's time of trying to get kids on campus. Yeah, I thought that was a I thought that was a very good idea. Uh, guys that haven't visited yet, uh, you 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 try to get them, you know, a, a, an in depth look at what the University of Arkansas has to offer. You're obviously the coaching staff ta- is talking to them on a Zoom or FaceTime, what have you. And then uh, showing the facilities, uh, showing the U- University of Arkansas, just uh, the surrounding area and, and things of that nature. And uh, and 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 uh, I wrote about one kid in particular, and uh, his name escapes me, but he's a consensus uh, four-star uh, defensive tackle from Mississippi. And he said because of that, he he, he wants to make a, make an unofficial visit to Arkansas in the near future. And as a matter of fact, I, I talked to his dad. His dad said that they would be there in Fayetteville in, in March. So uh, that that was a that was a po- positive uh, uh, result of uh, of the uh, uh, virtual visits. Richard, we'll leave it there, man. Appreciate you making some time for us this morning, and we'll recap some more recruiting news next Wednesday. Sounds good, guys. Take care. All right, Richard Davenport with us on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Your calls and text coming up eight seven seven. Three seven seven six nine six three. McClarty Daniel has six locations in Springdale and Bentonville. A good deal is never too far away. They're always online at McClartyDaniel.com. What is wrong with you? Sal, what are you doing?
want to complain. I'm complaining. I want to complain about complaining. I want to complain. It really pisses me off today. To simply listen to people whine and complain. I'm angry. I'm, I'm spitting angry. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about. My heart rate is dangerously high right now. I'm complaining because not enough people tickle, hug, or smile. It's time for What's Your Beef Wednesday. So evidently you've still struck a nerve because people are still texting in on the McCarty Daniel Hotline about the tipping thing. It's because I'm right. I don't disagree with you at all. Steven in Fayetteville says, preach it, Tommy. That just adds more money that the U of A wants, whether it's NIL, Foundation, Hogs Plus, Capital Fund, and tickets. It just keeps on coming. Bleeding us dry. Text out of the 479. If you tip at the concession stand, why do you not tip your cashier at Walmart? That ain't happening. What, when, when's the last time you had a cashier at Walmart? <laughs> That's true. I, I don't ever go they there. They tip me. Chad and Texter Canada, who the heck tips at a concession stand? They do absolutely nothing but run a cash register. Unless they are serving me a full meal at a sit-down restaurant, no need to tip. Oh, and the bartender, I tip him or I tip her in that situation. But, yes, again, people, I, I, we've only had, like, one texture that says that they, and it's Alan. If I was paying five bucks for the Coke and the hot dog, be one thing. I'm paying 13. 13 with tax. Well, Alan, again, comes back and says, if you have the means that you can afford the exorbitant ticket prices, you can spare a couple bucks to someone working the concession stand who likely, who likely needs it more than you do. It's even be worse. better, Tommy. Well, be better. Thank you for wagging your finger at me, Alan. <laughs> It's even worse uh, when you tip. I, I would love to go wrong. to a game with you, Alan. See how much you're tipping. Uh, uh, the concession stand. Jim and Moundberg says you must be a Scottish heritage because you're tied as hell. Shame no. on you for not no, tipping. No, I have logic. Shame on you for not tipping at the concession stand. The children. Think of the children. That's yeah. from Jim and Moundberg. I, I, I really sarcasm. This is really entertaining this morning. Well, uh, there, there seems to be beef with the tipping aspect at concession stands, even just presenting the idea of doing it whatsoever. Uh, we have not received a text from Chris and Fayetteville just yet, Tommy, um, as we are finally on our newly revamped video stream today. He's so happy he can't even he can't even contain, contain, yeah, yeah. contain his excitement. Big can't C, even, like you're can't saying. Even send us a, so can't even send us a text. We're on the same platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, uh, also Instagram as well. Um, and you can find the, the well, link. this thing's on this camera. Yes, it's really? on. And I think Derek and Zach are going <laughs> to at some point have it. So if you are listening to us on ESPN Arkansas or hit that you're welcome to continue doing so there. Uh, but anytime you're out of the state or out of our listening area inside the state, you're welcome to jump on uh, one of those platforms to watch and listen yeah. to us as well. And our numbers have, as I was told by, uh, the wolf and Christian have jumped up exponentially because uh, we've because we actually have our face. Well, on there as well. You, you know, when you bring this handsome beauty I bring into the studio here, for you, right? it's just inevitable. It's inevitable. Is that right? Yeah, I would say that uh, I'm the better looking host of the two of us. That uh, that I don't think there's any question <laughs> about that. You would say that, Derek and Fayetteville. Texans. You don't get anything else right, so why would you get that no, right? No, that's, that's incorrect right there. <laughs> that's an incorrect assertion. Derek in Fayetteville says, so good seeing y'all on YouTube. It makes my morning seeing y'all's faces. Well, Derek, yeah. we appreciate you. Uh, but I'm with you. Where the heck is Chris? He's been behind the scenes. We don't bring this. But we've had this texter, commenter, you know, from, from the peanut gallery. It's been on us for what, two months? Where are the cameras? He said, Where are the cameras? And I quote, pounding his fist on the keyboard every morning. 
Where are the cameras? I need to see who I'm mad at. Well, here we are. Chris, where are you? Hello? Nowhere to be found. Yeah. Bueller. Yeah, Bueller. Exactly. Not saying a word. And I would guess uh, that we're probably not going to get a t- text, even though I think legitimately every day for the past two months, as you said, we have gotten a text in some way, oh, shape, or form angry an ugly, at us. mad, nasty That text. we are not on the... Uh, Hello. On the theme at this point. man. Maybe he's at the concession stand tipping. Maybe I, that's what he's doing. I would say the majority of our texters, probably 90 to 95% agree with you. So to get just got a text, who the hell tips at a concession stand? It just, I, it's not the fact, I mean, you can do what you want. I'm not telling you how to spend your money. I'm just a little irritated that it's, you know, even implied or asked. Hey, because when they have a little screen, here's where you can enter your tip is how it was phrased to me. I'm like, tip? They said, like, they said that to you? Yes. Oh. That's, they, you know. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. I, it's one thing for it to just pop up on the credit card screen. But I the can fact, hit no. But the fact that smile. they, they, <laughs> they said that to you. No, no. It was, um, yikes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need that guy on my sales staff. Maybe, you know, a little assertiveness. Yeah. They're saying that, uh. They're saying that we need to um, ask for tips now since we're on our video stream at this point. I'm getting text here now on the McCarty Dana Holland that we should be asking for tips since we're now on our video stream. It's not just a video of just the morning rush now. Do with it what you want. Uh, if you want to send it to us, you can. Uh, be glad to split them up 80, 20, you know, something like that. 80 for me, 20 for you. About 80 for me, 10 it's for 20, Big C, 10 tw- for you. That's 10 or 20% more than I was making <laughs> on the video stream to begin with. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to complain on that. It's less, uh, or that it's hard to complain about money at this point. But it is nice to, again, be back. We had some technical difficulties for a couple months, and we were finally back at this point. So you've shared a few of your beefs. I've shared mine. Uh, the Buzz William thing has ticked me off. Another thing that's really uh, frustrated me here on a What's Your Beef Wednesday, and not so much last night. I felt like they did a good job of starting the game at a, um, a reasonable time when it says 6 o'clock. It was right around that point. But J.J. Redick, former uh, Duke Blue Devil, went on a rant NBA-wise. So, like Games in the NBA are like starting. It's supposed to start at 7.30. Then we'll start for like 10, 15 minutes after the expected start time. That always frustrates the dog out of me, whether I'm in the stadium, in the arena, in the baseball facility, or just watching on television. When it says the start time is this, and there's a 5, 10, 15-minute window from the expected start time to the actual start time, that drives me up a wall. That's the start time for the broadcast, not the game. Yeah, that's still... Because what what makes all of that world go round? The TV money. The revenue and the commercials and everything. J.J. Reddick can't complain. How do do all the... I mean, he, he, he feasted on that money. And he's now working the NBA finals. Yeah, I mean, now he's he's in it. So, I mean, he can't complain about that. <laughs> I mean, and generally, I mean, by the time you've waited in the concession line, you know, tip, paid 15 times what you should pay for nachos or a hot dog, you need a few extra minutes to get to your seat. I don't want to, if I paid what you have to pay to go to an NBA game, I don't want to miss one second. Not one second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, those tickets are exorbitantly high. By the way, as you hear this Porky's closeout music this morning, I heard, uh, and I, I think it's Tony D'Angelo. Uh, you haven't seen that movie, but a lot of our <laughs> listeners have. Meat uh, passed away at 62 oh. years old. So great movie. And unfortunately, one of the main characters from it is no longer with us. Brought to you by Riley Farm Dental at the entrance to Riley Farms. They now have same-day crown service available. And they take care of every type of dental care and procedure for your entire family. 
Dr. Sparkman, Davis, and Farmer, always there to give their patients a better life and a better smile and a more confident approach every day you step out the door. Riley Farm Dental, 5901 Riley Park Drive, Suite A, at the entrance to Riley Farms. And one more time, for a same-day crown service, now available at Riley Farm Dental. 479-226-3500 for an appointment. 226-3500 or RileyFarmDental.com. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore, he's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785. 531-2785 online at teague-law.com the teague law firm if they can't help you they'll talk baseball betonline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info stats news and scores get the latest odds and lines including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs bet online is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right down to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. B-L-E-A-V. EAV. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. All right, since it's generated the most conversation, we might as well stay with it. It is a What's Your Beef Wednesday. Tommy's Beef is it started this morning, started in the first segment of the first hour, and it's continued on through about an hour and 15 minutes of the program is concession stand tipping. And now he's not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. I don't do it unless I see some no. children's group or something like that that's trying to, do it if you want. to raise money. Do it if you want. Just don't force it on me. Yeah, or even bring it up in a conversation, which is the most... Uh, that's the way that you don't get tips. So I will ask this question here on for your morning rush daily question presented by Red River Dodge. Where do you tip? So normal sit down restaurants. Absolutely. Okay. Where are some of the other places that you go around and well and tip? Anytime I use a guide for something, particularly fishing, fishing guides always get twenty five to fifty dollars a head on top of their their their. Uh, 
rate. Okay. So that that's standard and 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 normal and expected, and and you factor that into the price. Hey, here's the price with tipping when you're talking to your buddy. Here's what here's what we we need to owe. Here's what we will owe at the end of the day. Okay. You, uh, so that's that's one place I always tip. Okay. And you you Heavily. like you like myself drip uh, tip your stylist as you like to call. And I a few bucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My guy. Yeah. My guy. I, I just kind of built mine in. My guy, 15, I, try, I just give him 20. Every my time. guy tries to take the, the tipping aspect away from me, and then I just pull something. I never carry cash, but I always do no. when I go in there with him because I'm like, you're getting this whether I shove it in your you-know-what or not. And he's Mine's just a like, Venmo okay. deal. So okay. And you, can do, you can do it that like, way as well. Like on DoorDash, you pretty much have to tip, but on like when you go to Sonic, if I have extra cash, I'll tip. But here's one for you. When you go to like Walmart to do your grocery pickup anymore, and, and they prefer you not even get out of the car. Just raise the tailgate in the back and stay out of the way. Is that a tipping situation? I think they don't want you to. My, I don't know. My wife always does the pickup. but Does she tip? No, I don't think so. Not that I'm aware of. But I think when you do the home delivery, which we do from time to time, I think you do tip then when okay. they bring the groceries to your front door. Yeah. And I, that, that seems acceptable. I uh, My... My middle, my middle stepsister got me. A, I, I've never used DoorDash in my entire life until um, my little stepsister got me one for my birthday this past year. Now I have the app on my phone, and when I have had too much to drink at times and I can't drive, I will order it now. And I always tip because I think, okay, they're either not going to get here quick enough or they're not going to be careful with the said food if I don't. See, in that I situation. don't like situations like you're describing there where now I have to give a tip prior to the service being That's a great rendered. point. So. Should, shouldn't the tip be on top of after you've delivered the good service when I get to decide whether or not you've met the expectation or the reasonable standard of, of service? I wholeheartedly because agree. What if you've added a $10 tip or whatever it is, whatever's yeah. appropriate and then they're an hour late. How do you get that back? Yeah, you're no, you're 100% right. And you tip for what? Bad service? Yeah. Like Uber or Lyft, for example, you have the option to tip after the fact. Right. And that's and that's when they're fun. long gone and yeah. you don't have to ever see them and that's, again. And I always give unless I have a unless I have a terrible, I always give five-star reviews at least and if it's usually if it's just like a fun conversation, like it's if just people can some people will not say a word. It's very awkward. They're like, "Tie I'm like, yeah, and then I'll get in, and nothing will be said the rest of the time. And in others, it'll be, well, how's your night going? What have you done? Where are you from? And it's and that a lot of times I'll do it because, I mean, people are humans, and I just, for the most part, like interacting with most of them at this point. I will uh, I will say that that is probably the proper way to the, the after tipping aspect. For example, I used to deliver pizzas for Rolf Wilkin at Eureka Pizza, and I always made an effort because I got paid at that point. Um, I guess it was, it was under minimum. It wasn't too much under minimum wage, but it was a little bit cause you got those expected tips. So I made a point to get there as fast as humanly possible. Cause I wanted to make sure that they had a reason to tip me no. at that point. And I made sure their pizzas were hot and all that stuff. And I only did it for summer, but I didn't expect to tip every time, but I made sure that I did everything I could to at least deserve right. consideration for that said tip. Now, if I'm at the ballpark, and you're in like, and I don't, they don't have this at Arkansas, but you're in a, in a, in a special section. This is more in, in pro ball where they bring food and drink to you. I think tipping's expected there mm -hmm. when they're, when they're bringing, when they're delivering service to your seat, that's yeah. something now I don't have to do. But when you get your butt up, 
in between innings, and that's when you should go to the concession stand, folks, is between half innings, not during the inning, and be in the aisle and, and clog yeah. everything up and bro- block sidelines. And I walk to the concession stand. I wait in line. I miss a half inning. That's what happened the other day, waiting, 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 and waiting. And then you say, all right, here's where you fill in the tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, different story. And I would say when I go to, like, bars, when I am in – Papa's in Fort Smith or Yeehaw in Fayetteville, and I know the bartenders and stuff, I go out of my way, that initial drink or that initial purchase, to throw an excess tip on there. Mm-hmm. That way that when she sees me or he sees me at the bar, they immediately try and get to do because they know it's like, hey, this this guy took care of me tonight. And so I always tip way more at my kind of honey holes of sorts because, again, you get better service that way and you're trying, especially in crowded areas at times, you want to get that. And like for the all-you-can-drink or all-you-can-eat, for example, you want to put yourself ahead of the curb in certain situations so that you get the most for what you're paying because it's not the best sideline, it's not the best seats, but you want to take advantage of that all-you-can-eat or all-you-can-drink, whether it's in Wrigley, whether it's in Bush Stadium or whatever. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of merit to what you're saying there. All right, that's your Morning Rush Daily Question. It's brought to you by Red River Dodge in Heber Springs. They are Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. All right, let's talk to Brent, who's in Searcy this morning. Brent, welcome hey, into the program. Two days in a row. What is, what's going on? We're, we're, the hogs are rolling now. <laughs> what well, a game last night. Well, uh, I don't know if rolling's the right word, but it was good to win. I don't know if it is either. I don't know if it is either, but, but what, what a, they just, they just, I, I got to give them this. They've just played extremely hard. Hadn't won a whole bunch yeah. of games. Two but games in a row. Bunch of, yeah. They're playing hard these last three games in a row. And that's all you can ask of them. No, I mean, effort. I mean, if you're not talented enough to win the big games, that's that's one thing. That, that That's a different conversation, but at least try hard. Make me feel better about it. That's what they've done, as Musk said, after the game, 80 minutes in a row. They've, they've played extremely hard, and... Uh, they're doing it shorthanded. No Graham, uh, obviously, still no Treb in Brazil, and you know they're finding a way. No Minifield. No Minifield. Yeah, they're finding a way, and um, you know I, I think when you look at it with uh, with with A and M, obviously you swept them. There's something in the matchups here, particularly for for Mark, that's that's worked out really well both times. Mark shot Texas A and M's. NCAA tournament hopes to you know where last night. It was beautiful to watch what he was able to do in Fayetteville, Brent, and then what he did in College Station last night. Must his first win in College Station, actually. Can I ask y'all a funny question? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to ask you, wouldn't you you like to be Buzz Williams' dry cleaner? I mean, he (laughs) sweats like a stuck, stuck pig every night. Every night. I mean, and what was your question about tipping? I missed it. So, Tommy at a ball game at the Arkansas baseball went game earlier I went Monday this week, the Arkansas James Madison um, game. Got a hot dog and Coke Zero. Let me see if I can remember. For twelve dollars and eighty four cents. Twelve eighty four after twelve eighty four. And the concession set was it a young lady or a young man? Young man. Okay, yeah, that's a no no. Um, asked hey, or said the statement was well as we're where you can as win. we're working through and navigating the credit or the debit card transaction, and there's a screen there. He he made sure to point out here's where you can fill in the tip. That's not not the best way now, to, now to Brett, get that said tip. I can get a hot dog combo at Sam's for a dollar thirty eight. But you know I get it. We're not at Sam's. We're at the ballpark. I know I'm going to get ripped on the cost of a hot dog and a drink. 
It's 13 bucks essentially. But, you know, come on. All you did was reach in the drawer, hand me the dog, and, and hand me a Coke Zero. Do we, yep. Is that, does, that, I, does, I, does that merit a tip when I've walked to the concession stand, waited in line? Is that, is that a tipping situation? Oh heavens, heavens no! But I'm a, I'm a, I'm like Ty when I go to when I go to when I go to a restaurant, one of my favorite restaurants, you know, every restaurant, I always I always tip real, real 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 good because I want the waitresses to know when I'm there. I always it always seems to give me better service. But I'm a tipper, but not when I have to wait in line, you know. No. No, I get that. Well, Brent, we appreciate the call this morning, man. Enjoy the rest of your week, okay? Yes, sir. You too. All right. Uh-uh. Nice. Got some more text on this subject. Chase and Van Buren says he he tends to tip Tommy if it's a school program or local team volunteering at the concession stands. Yeah. So, but if it's just and I want to see some kids back there running around. Yeah, if it's just some average run of the mill concession stand. This employee. was Monday at noon. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't you know this? I don't know who was back there. Don't really care, but. Uh, Anyway, to each their own. It's like a buddy of mine said, how many how many hot dogs and drinks you going to buy a year? You know, if you leave a buck, what's that going to cost you? Ten bucks a year, maybe? It's not the money, it's the principle of the matter. Was it a bottle or a fountain drink of Coke Zero? It was the souvenir Jason? cup. Okay. This is the cup as fountain drink. So I'm going to guess that was $7. Six forty nine. And the, uh, that's not horrible. I've heard a lot worse. And then the hot dog was. Five bucks. Okay. Add a dollar with tax, yeah. That's uh, yeah, it's part of it at this point. I mean, hey, you know that going in, you know the prices at the concession stands are just going to be, you know, they're not astronomical by comparison. But just where where else in life would you pay thirteen dollars for a hot dog and a drink? You would walk in the concession or the convenience store and do that. Yeah, no, it's very valid. Um, I guess the uh the other you question, just know it going in. Now I am. I've been at Sam's Club a lot more. I've actually never stepped foot in a Costco. There's been other grocery stores like Kroger, Walmart, Aldi, and others that I've stepped foot in. But I've been told that the Costco hot dog and drink combo is better than the Sam's hot dog and drink combo. And I guess that we both need to venture out and try that for themselves. I know there's Costco's, and I want to say in like Kansas City, there's one in Little Rock now. But I think we need to match. We need to pit the two challengers and one another and Give a morning rush take on which is the better. I have of not the two. been in a Costco. Don't have it. There's not one where I live, so not really a, a reason for me to go into a Costco. But uh, you know, they were supposed to build one in Lowell, and then I, somehow that magically fell apart. They couldn't get their permit or stuff. I I'm not Funny. sure what happened there, Ty. Uh, All of a sudden, they just no longer were going to be able to do that project. So I guess you've it's got amazing. I guess you've got harps in Northwest Arkansas. But there's not really any other grocery stores in Walmart Mecca country, is there? Here, I'm trying to think. You got Aldi there's and Har- Kroger and Little Rock. Well, yeah, the Kroger's down. I mean, you got Kroger down low, but you don't have me up top here. So I'm thinking outside of Aldi and Harps. Is there another grocery store in NWA that I'm outside the local? Ten box, but it's owned by Harps. Is it okay? Yeah, I didn't know that. Now I know. Um, I was just kind of thinking about. At that point, I wonder. Uh, I wonder if people in the NWA who are very Walmart centric would uh, jump ship for Costco if Costco had made its way here. I don't I guess know. We'll never know. I guess we'll I, never know. I didn't know the Lowell aspect had gotten. Yeah, they there. had. They had one planned. I don't know. It's been six months, a year ago, whatever. Quentin in Clarksville has magically had, fell apart. I'm yeah, not Sam's sure what Club, happened. It, he is. Uh, he's texted. He said on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, the Sam's Club 
hot dog and, and, and drink combo is better. Michael and Cave Springs wants a Costco. As a Northwest Arkansas resident, he would love to to see him at this point. My parents have a Costco card, and I just I haven't been with them at this point. They but love they're tra- in Little Rock, right? You yes. Know, so. that, now another I don't do we have a, a Trader Joe's in Northwest Arkansas here? I know there's one in Little there's Rock. A, you mentioned groceries, Whole Foods. Yeah, there. there's Whole Foods, and and it's a Fresh Market too, or just a Whole Foods. No, I, I'd forgotten about get that. Get me to lion. Yeah. Uh, Quinn and Clarksville. I know it'll surprise you, but I don't spend a lot of time in Whole Foods. Yeah. I know that's shocking. But. Quinn and Clarksville said the pizza at Sam's is way better than the hot dog combo. I, I have no, not had a I Sam's. Know, I don't know about that. I have not had a uh, a Sam's pizza in in quite some time. But I do remember as a kid that was one of my uh, no. that was one of my favorite things. Young lad, I'll take you someday. I'll I'll, I'll unwind <laughs> the rubber band and I'll take you for lunch one day to the concession stand at Sam's where they don't ask you to tip. Okay. Uh, Michael says that. See, uh, that's here's the other part. Anyone worried about the concession stand worker at uh, Sam's? Because that's what you can call it a snack bar, but it's no different than a concession stand, right? Anyone worried about them getting a tip? No. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's a, a Costco in Springfield, Missouri, which is not All too right. far from Northwest Arkansas. So if you really want to go to in Tulsa, a Costco. Yeah. There's no Trader Joe's in Northwest Arkansas. But do you, do you have to have a card to walk in? I mean, I mean, for Costco. I yeah. I think it's like Sam's. I think you have to have one. Well, they don't um, check you at the door anymore at. Uh, at Sam's, like they used to, but but they do. I've just the, never even walked into one because I well, I, if I wanted to buy some, what would I do? I don't have a car. Yeah, they do at the the end at that point. But like yeah. you said, there's not one here in Northwest. I just wander around and eat samples. There's nothing wrong with that. There's That's a lunch it. plan. That, that seems like something. Uh, <laughs> what is that, that seems like samples. Tyler texted in on the McCarty Dana hotline. He said he worked at Sam's Club for a decade, and he can still eat that pizza and the hot dog drink combo. Still delicious food. I'll say mm. this as someone that's worked at. I guess four or five different restaurants over the course of his life. Uh, there's something to be said about that restaurant that you still want to go back to all those years later. Like I, I worked at five guys for a number of years Still go back. Um, so you guess, got me hooked on CJ's now. I, I, I've been to five guys like less than five times in my life. I, I, it's good, but I, I wasn't overwhelmed. Wasn't, you know, it's like, wow, got to go back. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, again, there's some restaurants you work at. You know what goes into the food. You know the process behind the food. Yeah. You'll never eat at yeah. ever again. Yeah. And then there's others that you kind of know what is behind the scenes. You're like, yeah, this is good, and I'll I'll eat this at some point. Still getting texts about the, the Costco. Yeah. Apparently they have pretty – I'll say Don't this. Don't want to ask about Tremont so, Mark last night. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to know about this concession the, stand deal. The Costco, um, and this is the same at Sam's. Our coworker Lance talks about this. The clothing at both of those stores is unbelievable. Like, I don't think yeah. to shop at both Costco and Sam's, but a lot of my friends will buy their golf stuff, like Mason oh, and Megan yeah. texting on them, because it's, it's marked down, and it's on sale, and you can't I mean, it's right there. I mean, you got, you got Lululemon, you got Peter Millar, and you got Members Mark. I mean, they're all exclusive brands. Exclusive brands. They're right in together at this point. Uh, The Costco, you were asking Chris in Fayetteville. uh, Is this the same Chris? Hold on. I think this is a different. This is not the Chris in Fayetteville that's been mad at us. Uh, This Chris in Fayetteville, the nice Chris in Fayetteville, says the Costco IDs you at the checkout. And if the ID doesn't match your car, they won't sell you the products. Yeah. So they're sticklers. I guess we're going to have to wander around just eat free samples, Ty. According, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and do that at some point. All right, let's talk to Brian, who's in Ozark this morning on the McCarty mm. Daniel Hotline. Brian, what's up, man? Um, I'm gonna, I want to chime in on the the Walmart thing, the Walmart food and stuff. You know, not to care, but uh, where I come from down in Texas, 
it's all about HEB, and Walmart really doesn't even compare to that. I just wonder how HEB would do in Arkansas. I, th- I think not, there's an not H- familiar. Yeah, HEB's in KC. My or my grandmother lived in Kansas City. I remember going there with her a few times. You know what's funny is when we were in San Francisco three years ago for the NCAA tournament, watched Arkansas beat Gonzaga. Walmart's like not highly thought of out there at all. And then it can in our country, it's like really highly thought of in our state. And it's just it's interesting to see the different opinions when you go whether it's out on the West Coast, you go to the East Coast, you go Midwest, kind of where it's at. Uh, the different uh, evaluations and thoughts on not just grocery stores, but restaurant brands and various. Uh, some places love certain restaurants over there. The what others you're used not to, highfalutin yeah. enough. Well, it's just what you're used to. You know, it, it just really, you know, are you used to walking into a store? I mean, if you live near the Gulf Coast or somewhere down that way, you're going to walk into a grocery store and it's going to have fresh fish and big prawn shrimp and, and, and a seafood selection. We don't have that here, you know. It, it, it's, you know. You want a big meat market or, you know, it, it it's just different based on where you live. In Texas, I bet a meat market's a little more important yeah. than it is on the California coast. Joe and Jasper says that he likes going to the HEB, so I guess he's like Brian in that I'm regard. familiar with the brand, but I don't think I've ever been in one of their stores. It's very, it's like a price chopper. Um, it's right. very, it's very similar at that point. I, I don't, I don't see this huge. As long think, as they got Doritos, I'll probably give them a chance. Yeah. You know, I, I'm an Aldi man. That's where I go because I can get a week's worth of groceries for thirty bucks, and I'm frugal. It's like, that's not not even a day's worth at my house. Yeah, I ate my parents out of house and home when I was your your son's age. But then I realized well, that when I have to start paying for my stuff, it, I mean, it's a slap. When you graduate college, and they pull the plug, that is a slap in the face. You got to wise up real quick. Care. I went from like doing things a certain way in high school and college to just completely eliminate so many dumb purchases in my life. It is mm-hmm. just like a huge wake-up call. Yeah, it's amazing when you talk to someone in their early 20s and you know, they've got all these ideals of the world and how things should be done, and then they look at that first pay stub or two and they wonder who FICA is and why they're getting a third of their money. <laughs> who is OSDI? <laughs> Welcome to the real world. Uh, I just, like, there was a beef of mine a couple weeks ago. Hey. It's like, hey, let's let's not incentivize working hard and making more money because yeah. the government's just going to take more of it away the more money you make. That makes a lot of sense. Ty, what you'll learn as you uh, as you get to a different station in life and you've got a wife and kids and you know you go spend two hundred bucks on groceries and then they still call DoorDash that night. Wait, oh, did we not just buy gro- Yeah, but we just, I didn't feel like cooking them. That will not happen in the Richardson household. I am setting the tone, setting the standard right freaking now at 734 on February the 21st of 2024. <laughs> yeah. When I am married in five plus years, hey, that we? will not happen. You'll never get on the, you'll never hear me get on these airwaves and complain or moan about that because the standard has been breath. set. For a hard day's work buying groceries, you just want a quick meal. That right? will uh, that, uh, and yeah, I almost I did. Feel like I almost did it last night, and then I looked at my credit card statement and said, "You are a bumbling idiot if you buy food when you have some at the house. That will not. I happen. agree. I will make the dinner if it, if we have to. It, it, listen, it, we live in a much more you talk a big equal game, world boy. now, and it, it, it seems. Yeah, but it, I don't. I'm not really hungry for what we bought. I want pizza, and you'll cave. You'll cave. Hey, Daddy, can we go to Slams? Daddy, go get me some canes. Can I get canes? My kids are going to eat what I tell them to eat, and they're going to yeah. like it because I put the food on the table at some you're point. Big, 
talk big. Yeah, that's uh, I do that. All right, Russell <laughs> is on the McCarty Daniel hotline. Is it? Is he? Does he work with Eureka Pizza, Christian, or is he talking about Eureka Pizza? Don't know. Uh, I'm not totally sure. No, I, I work with him. Oh, hey, Russell, what's up? Hey, Todd. Yeah, uh, I've been with the the company for thirty years. Come in June, and well, you said something about us not paying delivery drivers minimum wage, and that's that's not true. We've always paid at least minimum wage, if not more. Some of our bus drivers make a couple of dollars over minimum wage. Plus, they keep all their tips. Plus, they get reimbursement for each delivery they take. So, man, the streak is over. The streak is over, man. It's five and a half years that Ty finally got something wrong. That guy went. I mean, the streak. Uh, long live the king, man. It's been great. It's been a great run for you, Ty. I'm just shocked. I don't mean to get like logistical here, Russell, but I logistical. That's I not even the right word. Whatever I'm looking for, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. It it, it doesn't matter, but. Actually, no, he's right. <laughs> I apologize. He actually is. I actually, hold on. I need to recant what I just said. I'm thinking of another job that I work because I remember making five something, but that was another a place of employment. <laughs> Russell, I apologize to you, Rolf, John Paul, and everyone else uh, there because actually, um, Rolf liked me so much that actually, now that I think about it, made more than minimum wage. And then get Can you got this? additional money on top of that. How do so we I, believe anything else you ever say? I, I okay. I had another job that was very synced up at that time, and I didn't, and I actually didn't make minimum wage because I got tips and other stuff on top of that. Mm-hmm. That one I actually not just made minimum wage, made more than minimum wage, got tips and got gas payout. So I apologize. I had to until Russell said something. I had to rethink that, and then that kind of shocked me. You got to remember that was, was that twenty of sophomore year. That was. Nearly ten years ago. So some of that again, my my memory's pretty Venus flytrappy at times, but that was that was bad. You're not going to walk your way Russell, out of this one. Yeah, I I've dug myself just, a grave. Just, just say the words. I was wrong. I was wrong. All right, there you go. Or really, hey, better really yet, rail. better better yet. And I'm hey, sorry. Is that say this at this point? I was wrong. Now I say that too much. <laughs> I was wrong, Russell. I, again, my memory gets clouded with all the excess alcohol and maybe some other things I partake in at that time of my life. So I apologize. You're absolutely right. I made more money. And you were what? I was wrong. Oh, wrong. All right. Thank you. Hey, we're brought to you by Gaston's White River Resort, 870-431-5202. We're talking about tipping. You're going to want to tip the guides at Gaston's. Uh, because they're going to they're going to show you a great time and a, and a great day. The thing I love about going to Gaston's is the guides. You don't have to. All you got to do is sit your butt in the boat. They're going to take care of everything, rod and reel, putting the hook on the right bait, swapping them out, cleaning the fish, any, any, anything and everything, everything but opening your cold beer. They're going to do that for you. They may do that if you need to. Eight seven zero four three one fifty two zero two. Awesome time at Gaston's White River Resort. A first-class time, every time. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value-priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. 
With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. And welcome back in your hog update where we can talk about the Arkansas basketball team actually getting a win, another road win, the second road win of the season in the SEC, 78-71 to 71 over Texas A&M. Makai Mitchell, a big part of that. Mitchell goes there to clean it up with the left hand, and he drew the foul. How about that? Makai said after the game, man, he was hungry. They felt like they had that one in Starkville, didn't come up with it, but... That didn't stop for them getting the one in College Station. Last game against Mississippi State on the road, we were supposed to get that one. It wasn't the outcome we wanted, so that made us hungry for this game right here. We had, what, I think a win over them at home, Mm -hmm. so we knew where our advantages was, and we just took advantage tonight. And Makai was eating last night, knocked down 10 of his 12 free throws, 6-9 for the field, 22 points, I guess a new career high, and then had nine rebounds as, or excuse me, 13 rebounds, drew nine fouls, also had four blocks, so really did it. In all areas of the floor last night. And I know Eric Musselman getting really, really pleased with his center slash power forward. Here's what Muss had to say about Makai after the game. Playing focused, not getting distracted at all. Playing as well as any center in the SEC right now. The four blocks look for a big man to go 10 to 12 from the foul line. And his free throw shooting, that's one area that he's really improved at. Staff's worked with him. He's worked on it himself when he was out this summer with his broken foot. He was getting in the gym and shooting foul shots. I think that 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 time uh, is paying off for him. That's an area that we knew he needed to improve in, and and, and he's drawing fouls, which is extremely important as well. You think about he's doing this with no Jalen Graham to help bolster his front court, no Trevin Brazil to help him get minutes. Tommy, big men, again, they get tired because it's a lot more physical in the front court and down low. He played 33-something minutes last night and still gave you all that production and all that efficient. 32 minutes, 56 seconds, but very efficient last night. Yeah, I mean, a double-double, and then you know, talk about the free throws, right? six of nine from the floor. I mean, that that can't be overlooked either that you shoot 67% from the floor to go along or to, to go as a part of all of that. So, you just need it to be more consistent. His plus-minus was 12, and Arkansas wins by 7. So you can tell he was a big part of, of winning this basketball game. Big, big part. So congrats to Makai uh, Mitchell, Eric Musselman, and the rest of that basketball team who had a happy flight home last night. And again, Eric Musselman hasn't had many of those, but told Chuck after the game, just this. Chuck, it's going to be a nice play. It is right indeed. Home. And that's what I was talking to Matt about last night, Tommy, on hog reaction. I mean, not that winning home games aren't fun. You're already in Fayetteville. You're celebrating with your teammates and your fans and everything. But those play around homes after big-time road wins, and I know A&M's now, I think, 6-7 and seven in the league, but uh, to beat them twice this season and to, to do what you're able to do, especially come after Saturday, I'd love to have been in that private jet last night. Well, and – you can take some satisfaction in knowing that you ended A&M's tournament hopes in all likelihood. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless they Good win point. the SEC tournament, they're done. I mean, they lost to Vandy. They've lost to Arkansas. You look at where they're at conference record-wise, uh, 15 and 11 now. And with where this league is at, probably a seven-bid, seven-team, seven-bid league at most, they're, they're on the outside looking in. I don't think they'll. I don't think they can recover from last night. Uh, and hopefully they don't. Let's just be honest. We all want to see another 
Buzz William Rant, mediocre basketball coach. Maybe a nice guy off the floor, seems like it, but basketball-wise, he's not a great coach. All right, that is going to do it for your hog update this morning. Brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. All right, so it is national, uh, where's this date? Uh, single tasking day, Dommy. I am very, like, you You see my daily list. You see my scribbles. You see I'm very, I got to use the word anal yesterday about kind of my work. I would say that's a good way to describe me at times. I am not a single tasker. I will do multi. I am a multitasker. I will work on something and then go to something else and then come back to that and then work on something else and then go all over the art basically. Are you a good single tasker or do you is that, multitask? Is that multitasking or is that you just have ADD? I wasn't diagnosed with it, but I probably well, do. I, mean, I don't pop pills for the most part. So, um, <laughs> what does that, that got to do with it? In that situation, well, I've never been prescribed for. Maybe maybe you just can't stay focused on one. Adderall task. or what's the other one? Yeah, you need some of that. But um, Vyvanse. But I, uh, for the most part, I need to stay on one single task. I'm, I'm probably a better single tasker, but oh, I, yeah. I can spin a few plates at the same time. I just, I'm bad about multitasking not- when you're doing two things at once, not. I've got four or five things going. I mean, it you know, you're just running in circles at that point. I that's what I do a lot of yeah. times during I, the course of, during the course of my list. It's like I'll finish this ninety percent. It's like oh, I need to finish this, and then I don't finish that, and then I'll finish this, and I'll finish this, and it's just like I wish I was like, constructed and more oriented in the sense of all right, this task needs to get done, check it off. But instead, I'm it's like all right, did a little bit of this, did a little bit of that, and just can't go over the yard. I find it. Uh, I, I find it refreshing when someone can walk through a step, complete it, and then move on to the next step because I can't do that. That is not a, a skill set of See, mine. I, I am a list guy, as you know. I, I'll, I'll have scrap paper. I'll have legal. I like I like the legal pad stuff or the, the letter size pad. I don't really use legal size pads, but I'll make a list, one through whatever. Sometimes it's 15, 17 things I need to do it and get done. There's nothing more gratifying, oh, satisfying than crossing something off your list yeah and i've got and there's nothing more disappointing than when i have to go to you know list 2.0 and i'm writing the second one now i gotta i gotta put some things from the old list on the new list yeah like this for those that are watching yeah. our video stream by the way chris and fayetteville did text in on the mccarty daniel hotline he is happy to see our bright smiling faces he I says thank guess. you for finally getting us on the webcams which you can always watch us now on youtube facebook Twitter, Instagram, and also on hitthatline.com as well. Um, but as you can see, for those watching, I have a list that is very scribbled, very chicken scratch all over the place. That was something I learned from my dad. Did your dad do the, kind of that similar setup where he would write out that list? Because that's definitely, yeah, that my dad definitely did that. And you've seen, I mean, I have this planner that I carry around with me as well that is basically shot, and yet I, I have to have this or I can't survive. I cannot survive life without a planner. Well, good for you. Do you so have, happy for you. Do you have your Google Maps or whatever? I keep use? everything in my phone now. Yeah. I can't do that, man. I've got to have it. I don't keep it. my list. I have to have a handwritten list, though. I've got to have that. I, I can't. My calendar has to be handwritten. No, I'm my, old, cal- my calendar's in my phone. I can't. Uh, I'm old school in that sense. Because my phone will remind me, and I can set it to remind me when something really important I can't let get by me comes up. See, this, the, in terms of that, like, I'll just have it up so every when I flip the page and I know what day is what, then I'll see that, hey, I need to accomplish this, this, this is happening today, this is happening. But again, I've talked about this 
in a variety of ways. You can tell I'm not a single tasker on single tasking day. Props to you if you can get through one task one step at a time because I cannot do so. I'm all over the place in that. All right, McClarty Daniel McClarty Daniel Hotline is open. We'll talk more about Arkansas and Texas A&M coming up. 877-377-6963. It is a Watch Your Beef Wednesday as well. What's bothering you? What's what's under your under your skin what's sticking in your crawl this morning we want to hear from you on that as well brought to you by the fence man hey i used the fence man years ago and that's where we got acquainted to build some custom gates at my home we were doing a pool coming up and we needed some gates put in and they took care of it took care of it it was quick it was affordable they just made it easy so whatever fencing project you've got big or small the fence man can do it for you it's worked out great for me we've done projects at the radio station family, friends, and more. Every time I've recommended them, it's turned out great. 782-3936 is their number. 782-3936, the fence man. He ain't afraid of no work. Clay Henry joins us next. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Hi, everybody. This is Chris George from Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Christmas gifts, weddings, heirloom family treasures. And at Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we only have one sale every year, and it's right now. Every single item in our store is value priced for Christmas. We do custom one-of-a-kind jewelry. If that's what you're looking for, come see us. You can get anything fixed for a Christmas gift. Selection, quality, service, and Christmas red tag prices now through Christmas at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russell. All right, it's hour number three of the Morning Rush here on a What's Your Beef Wednesday. Tipping at concession stands seems to be the highest priority of beef shared by not just Tommy, not just myself, but many of our listeners via the McClarty Daniel Hotline. We'll get Clay Henry's take. He's been to plenty of ball games, football, basketball, baseball over the years. And if he does it or doesn't it, not that he doesn't need to. It's not the biggest problem in my life. It's just an, an irritation I had on Monday. As Arkansas won more than nothing. Let's you can't see. really beef about the basketball team after last night's performance. So we found this. Well, and this is, again, sparked some, sparked some texts, sparked some calls. We've gotten plenty of them okay. here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. A couple hundred texts about this. People are uh, opinionated. All right. We'll uh, hear from Clay in just a second. The team at uh, Matchstick Studios in Fayetteville has created an affordable website solution for your business. It's called Modular Orange. For 95 bucks a month with no hidden fees, no upfront cost, they'll write, design, host, create, launch, take care of every aspect of, of your website. So, hey, it's probably not your lane. If I had to create and design, write, host, code, all that stuff for our website, we'd never had one. That's why you need experts. A lot of times, though, you'll get a designer that wants, hey, I need 2500 down and another 2500 or three grand when I'm done, and then they fly the coop and no one can help you up update it and keep it going that's not the case with modular orange they make it simple they make the barrier the cost to get in easy it's a low barrier at 95 bucks a month you build it in and it's kind of uh what was that uh, the old ron code set it and forget it where they did the rotisserie chicken and that's what you do with your website you set it you forget it and as you add staff add products add services you update your website as well 
I can promise you this is simple, easy, and something you got to have for your business. 479-755-3043 is their number, 755-3043, or see more of what I'm talking about online at modularorange.com. I have just one question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready for this my whole life. Here he is. Henry. Clay, welcome in to the program this morning, man. Uh, what'd you take away from last night's victory in College Station? Well, first of all, it was fun to watch. And it was like watching a whole bunch of different Eric Musselman teams. That they created problems with their defense. Uh, Texas A&M's shooting percentage was, was low for the whole game. And you know, they, they created some, some opportunities off, off of defense with their, you know, with their pressure. You know, they were, they were tipping basketballs. Maybe they were, you know, I, I was interested in the very last couple of possessions. Traymond Mark, I mean, he tipped the ball loose a couple of, he didn't get it, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the, they weren't, they haven't been doing that kind of thing. And I know Eric talked about it after the game that their defensive intensity, their own ball pressure, uh, they still gave up, you know, drives to the basket, but then they had somebody back there contesting it. Mark got some blocks. Mitchell got some blocks, and it, and it seemed like their rotations just, just kind of, you know, in a nutshell, high energy, and that's what they haven't been having. And um, kudos to coach. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about something yesterday that Nolan Richardson told me that when he got a transfer. And, Basically, he's talking about junior college transfers. You didn't get much out of them the most of the first year, maybe late in the in the first year. And he was talking about Lindsey Howe and Nikki Davis. You know, somewhere late, they would start to get the lingo, understand what the coach was trying to get. You know, they, they finally absorb it. And that's kind of what's happened with Musselman's teams, and it looks like it's happening again because – I thought they were pretty good at Mississippi State. I just kind of, man, they're they're competing. And I want to tell you, there's a lot of Arkansas teams that have gone into Starkville and basically stunk it up. I'm talking about, you know, national championship team. I mean, that's a place where Arkansas typically doesn't get its best basketball. I thought they were pretty good in that game. And, you know, a couple of breaks at the end, and it would have gone the other way. Yeah, they uh, must talked about again the the fire and competitive feels like the eighty minutes they played lately in basketballs looked really really good. And you sure. brought, you brought up the defense, so they had eight steals last night, seven yeah. or, excuse me, eight blocks and seven steals, and uh, really defensively they look good. It's not, I mean A and M only had thirteen turnovers, but there is definitely a difference. Must use the word sinking in. It, you hate to say that it might take thirteen conference games for their defensive philosophy to finally sink in. But kind of like you're saying, better late than ever at this point. Yeah, and that, I mean, just back to what Nolan said. That's just that's just what it takes for a new player. And you know, the culture is is you know they got so many new players that it and you know the holdovers, you know Graham and Brazil, they're not even playing. Um, Devo didn't play an awful lot. You know, he got in got those two quick fouls. He was a non-factor. So basically. What you saw last night was a completely new roster from last year, and they're they're understanding what they're 
what they were supposed to do. I thought they were a little different in how they played defense. In other words, they trapped the ball out high a little bit, stopped the dribble, gave them a chance to, to recover a little bit. Maybe that stopped some of those straight line drives. And they, you know, the guys did get loose. There was somebody waiting for them. It wasn't too many times where the basket was just given to the, to the offensive player. In fact, I thought they got that kind of a drive more than, than uh, Texas A&M did. And, and Mark got one late in the game with that long left step that, that Jimmy Dykes talked about that that's as big a play as there was in the game. Clay Henry with us here this morning on the Morning Rush on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. How much of this, Clay, is Arkansas is just a, a tough matchup for A&M? You, you, you look at both games, Arkansas well, led by 20 you, in the first one. I, you know, Arkansas doesn't match up well with everyone, but it seems like with this A&M bunch, it's, it's just a good matchup. Yeah, and but you could, you know, the, the, the one thing I will say is that they, they've been a, They've been a tough matchup for the last two opponents. So I think part of it is Arkansas just played better these last the last two games, and and I, I think they they scrapped a little better. I mean, I thought they got to a lot of loose balls that, that Texas A and M kind of prides themselves. <clears throat> but but you're you're right. They have no one like Mitchell. But but again, you look around. There's not a lot of teams that have players across America like him. Tennessee does. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see as they play some of these other games. And I, I, I think this will give them some energy and some, some uh, confidence that, you know, they can go and play 40 minutes. Um, and they didn't play great, but they played a lot better. And, you know, I, I think this team, they look – remarkably different when they're on the lead than when they're trailing. They, they seem to, uh, I don't want to say give up, but they, but it's, you know, like it looks like their confidence is shaking when, when they fall behind and they lose some of that fire. And I think that's the, the, the nature of a team that, you know, has been put together the way it has. And, you know, I, I'm not making excuses for them because everybody else is doing the same thing. But maybe not a complete roster as much as what Eric did this year. And that that's the tough part about this portal business. You want to try to really flip your roster? Well, then you're rolling the dice And how long is it going to take to pull them together. And he, he knows that. But yeah. but he's done it, and, and I think he'll continue to try it. But uh, it's... Uh, I didn't see him have to challenge players last night. I mean, it was instead of getting on players, it was encouraging players because he liked what he saw. And I, and I, and I bet you, if you go across Razorback Nation at the end of that game, everybody's uplifted and said, "That's that's our Razorbacks," and that's all we want. We want to be proud. And I, I felt that way uh, when I turned off the TV Saturday up in Mississippi State game. I said. Those guys played like Razorbacks. I mean, they they deserved to wear the jersey. Yeah, I know it was a loss, but they they had a couple of little chippy baskets that didn't go in. But but they got what they wanted at the end of the Mississippi State game. And I just wonder, you know, knowing what the record is, they get it back to five hundred. But you know, the conference record's what four nine now. What yep. are you pl- what are you playing for? I mean, 
What? What? I mean, other than well, and they come out and play hard, and they had the last two games, but you know, what's yeah. the prize? What, what? You know, what? What is that light at the end of the tunnel right now? Yeah, I, I think that there's lots of different things that can motivate somebody. You know, I always. My motivation every day was not to embarrass my family name. And I, I think there are people that that's what's most important. And that might be what these guys are feeling right now, that the, the name on their back has been embarrassed by the way they, they play, not just the name on their front. And I'm not saying that the coach is using that, but I think players feel that sometimes. It's like, man, I, I, you know, I, I want my parents to be proud. I want to finish this up in – Again, I go back to finally understanding what's being asked. And, and you, you can be told, but you have to go through it and realize, no, that wasn't quite it. That wasn't quite it. And, and the execution and some of the things that they're trying to do is very complex. It may not look, look like it to the, you know, to the average fan, but they're, they're, they're trying to do next-level NBA stuff. And these guys haven't been in the NBA, and they're not NBA players. Um, so it's tough, but they, but it's starting to kind of fall in place. Now we got to watch, you know, these, these guys have been like a roller coaster, you know, from one game to the next, it it hadn't looked the same, but that's two games in a row and two games on the road, which normally things don't go well. And I, uh, things weren't setting up for them in the way the game was called last night in the second half. Uh, you know, I thought Texas A&M was taking and just throwing guys under the rim, trying to get rebounds. I could see that on replays. That wasn't being called. In fact, there was a big stretch of the game where the referees called one foul on Texas A&M, and I could see just in the way they were grabbing and throwing on rebounds five or six, seven, eight times. I was like, well, that's a foul. That's a foul. And then you get it, you know, quickly Arkansas had 10 fouls. So they overcame that. And that, that's what happens when you're a lower seed. You haven't earned any respect, and sometimes the officials don't give you any respect. Now, Tommy, I know you're a referee, but you know I sit there and watch with my daughter. I said, "Do you think that's a foul?" She says, "He just threw the guy." I mean, you can't you can't do that, and and they weren't calling it. So, uh, in in particular, I think it was Garcia three or four times, and they finally did call that later in the game, but it was a foul the whole second half and it was set up for Texas A&M to make a run and they couldn't do it. That's, I mean, I give credit to Arkansas for just withstanding that. Yeah. Really did a good job on Radford and Taylor again. I know Taylor had a a better game in Fayetteville. Took a a jump, a bunch of shots. So that's the basketball side of things. Clay, I know it's Wednesday, but you did have four games over the weekend. I was listening to you talk about it on halftime a, a, a little bit. Uh, you had some good performances pitching-wise. I like what you saw from Melita early on. Uh, I like what you saw the, from the young freshman, Big Tuna. Uh, Hagen Smith did not have a stellar outing, but he'll be fine. Uh, but maybe the biggest story from the weekend was Will McIntyre and what he brought to the mound, not just on Friday, but also on Monday as well. Yeah, I think he's a stud. I mean, I mean, I really do. And and also, I, I, uh, I think that, that Colin Fisher is too, you know, that pitched five shutout innings uh, on getaway day Monday. And, uh, you know, I kind of throw away the, you know, the, the Hagen Smith deal. I mean, he, he you know, had one windblown home run. Otherwise, there wasn't a hit. 
you know, he hit a guy on 0-2. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's a mistake. But I, I wonder if he could even feel the ball. I was there at that game. You couldn't sit outside. I, st- I didn't want to leave the press box, and, you know, and I just didn't. I didn't have a seat. I didn't want to get out of there because it, it was 35 <laughs> with a 25-mile-an-hour wind. And I don't know about you, but that's when I say I ain't fishing, I ain't golfing, and I'm not sitting in the stands. Uh, they played baseball and, and everything about that, you know. But but now back to what you said, Will McIntyre. I mean, he bowed up and he's nothing but a strike thrower. And uh, you know, if you cut him open, little Razorbacks are going to run out. I promise you that that guy is, is he really enjoys when they hand him the ball and he gets to take you know that Razorback on his chest and go out there and show out. He did. And uh, I think he he probably is the glue of that pitching staff. Yeah, and, uh, Chuck told a great story about his dad. was like never in his wildest dreams he'd think his son would actually be an Arkansas Razorback, much less pitch. So I uh, told a great story earlier this week. So, yeah, definitely uh, not the only one to notice that as well. You mentioned Colin Fisher. Get a young man from Noble, Oklahoma, as a true freshman. Listen, it's one thing to uh, do it against JMU, uh, the your opening start, but uh, this seems to be a guy that Phil and Bubba are really high on listening to them. Uh, is he going to be a? We've seen freshman factor before Hagen two years ago, Brady two years ago, Gage Wood last year. Is he kind of that next freshman phenom that maybe he's not a starter, yeah. but we see him in out of out of the bullpen in the relief in some cases? So first of all, he's a strike thrower. He's not going to put guys on base, and that's the number one thing that a young pitcher has to learn. And as a true freshman, they know he fills up the zone. And he's got a couple of pitches, but the, the killer, he's got a good fastball, but he has an elite-level changeup that you hardly see at that age. And right-handed hitters just flail at it. They think it's something they're going to pound, and all at once it just disappears. And that, that pitch... I don't know if you remember, uh, you know, we're about to play Oregon State, mm-hmm. but they had, a, they had a freshman pitcher. I think he was a right-hander, uh, won that championship game, and he threw a change-up like ten times in a row. You just couldn't hit it. You know, it just, it, just, it just gets dark at the end. You know, it just disappears about ten inches, and, and it's just a swing and miss. When a freshman has an off-speed swing and miss pitch, and he can throw strikes, man, that's a killer. And right now, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, all these talented freshman pitcher, he's the one they let start a game. Yeah. He, he's, he's a stud. But to make your off-speed work, you've got to, you know, if you're going to throw a 78-mile-an-hour off-speed, don't you have to have a 88- or 90-mile-an-hour <laughs> fastball to, yeah, I mean, to keep them on balance? I mean, you got to have both. He's got it. He's got everything. Yeah. And they're all strikes. And, and so, and I, you know, it's amazing what the scouting report is. They're playing first game. It's, the, you know, first, first opponent. He hasn't pitched in a game. Scouts have seen him pitch about six times in the fall and maybe a bullpen. They can't draft him because he's a freshman. But they've seen him. The word among scouts filters, and you can get a scouting report pretty easy uh, through. If you've got a good network, you know, in the pro scouting rank, that team was swinging at first pitch fastballs. I mean, they did not want to see that. That I mean, it was about six times, you know, in the five innings that 
they they swing and tried to put that first pitch in play because they knew if that was a strike, the next two were going to be those changeups, and you couldn't put them in play. And I so I thought that was really interesting. Is the approach that uh, James Madison hitters took against a, a true pre- usually you want to see a true freshman throw strikes. You you're, you're going to build up his pitch count. Well, it wouldn't have happened. So amazing. Clay, on the subject of baseball, Tommy was there on Monday, got asked uh, or at least uh, motioned towards the tipping area at the concession stand. What are your thoughts on concession stand tipping? Yeah, you know, I I, I just uh, I just got up early this morning, um, got a long day, and I, I went to you know, a drive through restaurant and ordered, and they handed me uh, – you know, the machine with my card in it, I hadn't gotten food. I hadn't gotten anything. And it asked me to put a tip on there. Yeah. Well, putting a tip on something before you get the service, I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And I, you know, I've gone in self-service places and you put your card in, you hadn't got any food and they want a tip. Well, if you don't put a tip on there, they get to handle your food and you don't know if they're putting a booger in it or what. <laughs> I mean, it, it just, I mean, it's uh, gotten backwards, sir, that's guys. Extra. That's another eighty-nine cents for the boogers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, but you know, you get it. I mean, it's just like what. There's a lot of pressure when they, you know, yeah. when they're going to handle your food, and you and you say, well, and so I've taken uh, the fact that, that Clay Henry's a okay. Jerk I'm going to put tip. zero. <laughs> I'm going to put zero, and I'm going to tell them. If I like the service, I'll drop you off some bills on the way out. That's the way you do it. Don't don't put your tip on there before anything. But you tell them, I'm going to tip you. I always tip, but I'm not going to pre-tip. Does that make sense? Paid in advance. That's what everybody wants. It's the NI wor- it's yeah, the but, NIO but world it, we live it's in. backwards. Yeah, I know it. I know it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean listen, 13 bucks for a hot dog and a Coke. I know that going in. I, I, I'm not shocked by that. But then hey, how about this one? to tip on top of that, come on. How about this? When I was a bat boy growing up, you know, I mean, it was just a little tyke. And, you know, at the end of the series, you know, the players all, they they, they give you a hat from, the you know, the team that you were, you know, this was at Ray Winderfield. They'd yeah. give you a hat, and players would, would put money in the hat. They'd, they'd take it. You'd oh. walk around the locker room, and they'd put money in there on their way out of town. I, I wish I would have just said, man, I – I don't base the way I bat, boy. I need my tip before this series starts. <laughs> there you go. Hey, one place you won't mind tipping is at Sassy's, whether you get their award-winning smoked wings, their uh, great baby back ribs, the, the tender brisket. You're going to love it all. Happy hour from 3 to 6 every day at Sassy's. And don't forget, Eric Bussman Live will be back following the Kentucky game on that Monday. Hey, when it comes to barbecue, catfish, burgers, and more, nobody does it better than Sassy. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.